1: What is up, Fight fans? We welcome you into another edition of Inside Boxing Live. I am your host, Dan Canobio. Boxing world is buzzing, and we have a two-for-one episode today. Joining us on the show, Regis Progray. You know he wants a piece of Adrian Broner, and he's got a lot to say about who he wants next As in addition to that. Also joining us on the show, Andreas Hale from the Zone. Uh, he's got a lot of great things going on. We get into Canelo Alvarez, who's fighting this week, some Broner talk. Uh, who can give Canelo his, his toughest fight? So a really good episode uh, coming up for you here on inside boxing live if you're watching us over on pluto tv thanks a lot the fight channel the boxing channel i should say channel 728 uh fubo sports network apple podcast spotify all that jazz is where you can find our show busy weekend of fights coming up we just had awesome fights this past weekend with oscar valdez knocking out miguel burchelt if you want my full thoughts on that i did a live post fight show that you can catch on our youtube page and my twitter account i'm gonna do that again this weekend too keep an eye on that But we got Canelo Alvarez in the ring uh, this weekend. Before we get into our interviews, I want to talk a little bit about his opponent, Envy Yildirim. Yes, he is uh, not even ranked in any top 10. He's a WBC mandatory. But I will tell you why I think there will be a highlight reel knockout for Canelo Alvarez. Yildirim calls himself Mr. Robot. That's because all he does is come forward. He throws close to 60 punches per round. He eats 15 power shots per round. Eubank Jr. landed 50% of his power shots. Anthony Durrell landed 47% of his power shots on Yildirim. So he's going to come forward. His only chance is to come forward and try to knock out Canelo. But Canelo is going to knock him out. Corkscrew him out of the ring like he did to James Kirkland. That's my prediction. On the other side of things, we got Regis Progray. He comes on the show to talk about Adrian Broner and more. Joining us right now on Inside Boxing Live, you know him, Regis Progre, one of the best uh, fighters in the game, 140 pounds, maybe 147, we'll get his thoughts on where he wants to go next. Regis, Mm -hmm. it looks like you're chilling in in California now, but we know that you moved back to Texas, and Mm -hmm. of course they had a a storm, a winter storm, I hope everything's okay back home, Uh, how was that, dealing with all that?
2: Yeah, just like we was just talking, man. Um, it's it's kind of fucked right now, basically it's, it's all right. We had we lost power and water for a few days, so we, you know, luckily we went we went by my aunt's house. They got generators and shit, so we went over there. Um, but then once the water came back on, my pipes they froze. So, uh, so yeah, they fucking they the the pipes froze and shit. Like, let me see. All right, so the pipes froze, they bust. I, I woke up one day. I was listening. It sounded like the water was coming back on, and I was like, oh, I was in my bed, and then I just get up, I went to the kitchen, and the fucking whole kitchen is flooded. Wow. So, you know, the ceiling bust and all that shit, so we're dealing with that right now. My wife is there, you know, I'm, I'm back in Cali right now for a little while, so
1: okay.
2: um, my wife is there, she, you know, she's dealing with it, so yeah. um, I had some friends, they plumbers, they came, they came, like, fixed everything up, patched it up, and they got to go back and just finish the job.
1: Man, you and and storms, man. There's something about you I'm bad chasing luck, storms. I'm
2: bad luck. I am fucking bad luck. As soon as I, <laughs> last time I was out in LA, I moved to LA for you know I was out here for a year, um, you know last year or whatever. And when, when like soon as I came out here, they started having earthquakes. And it's like, bro, like everywhere I go, I went to Hawaii and they had the fucking um, yeah, I went when I went to Hawaii, like half of the island was on fire. Like the whole yes, sky, I remember you know, that. It, it looked like Armageddon. The whole sky was like. In ashes. Yeah, you got to uh,
1: you got to mm-hmm. ha- go um, have a battle with with Mother Nature. You one on one with Mother Nature because you guys back. are going I, at I it. I
2: don't, want, I don't want no parts of that. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, let's get into it. Uh, you know why I had you on here today? Uh, re- um, Adrian Broner fought uh, this past weekend. Uh, after watching that performance from Broner, do you still want that fight?
2: I still want it just because I think it's. I- I think it's a it's it's a good name on my resume, you know. So I definitely still want that fight because I think it's a huge name on my resume. Listen, I don't think I can just beat him. I think I can like, I, I my goal would be to stop him, you know. Like after that performance he had, you know, against that that type of that caliber of a fighter, I mean, that dude was, that dude was he was horrible, you know. I mean, not horrible. Don't get me wrong. I can't say horrible. So that that dude just wasn't his caliber, his level. It just it just very it wasn't high. And if everybody wants to be honest, Agent Brona barely won that fight. You know, he he won, but it was it was very very close. It was a close fight. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I I definitely still want that fight because I think you know it's a it's a name on my resume. And besides that, you know, he is. If if you saw, I mean, they put up the 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 quickest champion, the the only champions at 30, 35, 40, mm-hmm. 47. and that was he's a, he's a part it's only four people he was a part of yeah, it you know i mean
1: you can't deny that uh, some of the accolades he has and yeah. there is some type of interest the ratings weren't as good as people thought they were going to be that's a whole other story but you bring up a good right. point he's never been stopped before he's been knocked down by Maydana never been stopped so i'm sure there's a lot of guys gunning at 140 147 in the pbc stable that want to have that 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 you know that have the knockout they want to knock out right. adrian broner it's still there but uh that's something is that something that you guys are actively trying to make now because he, he brought up your name he says that he roots for you every time you fight but he said he's gonna f you up
2: right 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 right. i saw that yeah i mean listen just like everybody keep bringing up our names keep getting brought up in each other's in each other's conversation you know mm-hmm. i think that's the fight that that people want i think that's the fight that the, that's the fight that the fans want to see they want to see me and him so
1: yeah Yeah, so what what else? What else can we get for you? You know, you're 32 years old. You had some great fights in, in your career, but I know you're still chasing that big payday because there's nothing wrong with it uh, even admitting that. Like you put in some mm-hmm. you put in time, you put in effort. You had a not the the easiest rise to where you're at right now. What do you want mm-hmm. out of the next, you know, 3 to 5 years uh in your career?
2: Um, I want to be a champion and get at 140 and then go up to 147, you know. So, um, like I always tell my manager it's about it's about belts and money, you know. If the belts is like a nine point eight, the money is like a ten, basically. So it's <laughs> is they, is they, they're kind of, for me. They're like equally important. That's I kind of want both of them. Okay. Um, but I I still I still do want to be a champion again at one forty. And I think that if Broner can make the one forty limit, you know, me and him can fight for a belt. You know, maybe sometime this year or maybe even next year. But if it's not there, then then yeah, I will go ahead and go up to one forty seven. So. so- Oh, My next question then- for
1: you would be, Regis, is, is the thing with the fact that um, you, your last fight was with PBC and we don't know exactly know the details there. Is that a, a multi-fight deal? Will you be fighting under the PBC banner from here on out? Bobby. Yeah?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Somebody- he said call him here in trouble. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, oh, go ahead.
1: Uh, yeah, so I'm saying the what I want to ask about realistic fights, does that mean that you'll be fighting under the PBC banner for the next couple of fights?
2: Um, yeah, most likely. Yeah, well, I think so.
1: So if mm-hmm. that's the case, there are some really good names, not exactly at 140 because... Uh, all the names at 140 are probably with top rank. You know, Ramirez and, and Taylor are going to figure it out at, one, at 140. Maybe you can get the winner of that if you can work out a deal. But, obviously, there's a ton of welter rates with the PBC. If you want to move up to 147, if you can't get Perona or even a fight with Mario Barrios would be electric. So, mm-hmm. who, who at 147 would you be looking at? I went
2: to the Spence fight in Danny Garcia, and I I think a big name for me will be, as soon as I get the 147, would be Danny Garcia. You know, I I think... Um, Spence, of course, him too. But, you know, but I think it'll be a little harder to get Spence in the ring. But I think, you know, Danny Garcia, I, I definitely that'll be a that'll be a big target for me um, to get like a Danny Garcia. If I think it's a big it's a it's a huge name. He's still a big name mm-hmm. also. And um, I think style wise, man, I, I think I can. You know, I think I'll give him a lot of trouble, a yeah. lot of trouble.
1: I think you give, all guys, you give a lot of guys a lot of trouble because you're, you throw a lot of punches and you're you're. You're aggressive and you got power, good defense. Um, how about welcoming some of the lightweights? You know, Tia Fimo Lopez is a guy that wants to move up to 140. There's a guys, there. These guys don't seem like they want to fight each other. Maybe they're going to move up to 140. How about welcoming some of these young guns to 140 the hard way? Listen, if
2: these guys don't want to fight each other, you know they're not going to want to fight me. You know that <laughs> if they if they staying away from each other, you know they're not going to want to. Say. Listen, bro, nobody says my name. If you really listen, nobody says my name except the the Brona and they and they have to bring up my name to him. Nobody says my name. And it's Well if they Reg- do say your
1: name like uh Spence did he he totally butchered it, remember? He called you Regis Prograrius.
2: Yeah Regis Prograrius <laughs> and all that yeah exactly. Spence said that and it's crazy me and Spence we you know we have history together. Yeah, so you guys are Texas guys me.
1: what the heck's up with that?
2: Exactly and he like butchered my name and stuff like that. All but right, yeah like no <laughs> nobody, nobody saying nobody says my name at all.
1: Before we uh say goodbye, uh Canelo Alvarez fighting this week um, should win easily over his his mandatory. Who out there? I ask every guest this that comes on the show. Who out there between 160 168 gives Canelo his toughest fight?
2: Jamal Charlo. Why? Jamal Charlo. In my opinion, Jamal Charlo. He's tall. Um, I mean, he's tall. He's. It's just for me. It's his mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, his mindset. He's so so hungry. You know, Jamal. You know, he just built a big old crazy house out out there in Texas, and he has his own gym, and he's like. he's he's crazy with his training, you know, like, so, I mean, you know, style-wise, of course, Canelo, for me, Canelo is number one pound for pound in the world. Mm -hmm. No, No doubt, hands down, I think Canelo is the best in the world, but I think as far as 160 who will give him trouble is, I think Jamal, you know, it's because, just because his mind, I mean, he's tall, you know, he has, you know, he has a good, strong jab and, you know, he's just a solid fighter, but his mindset is different. You know, he's like, um, uh, he, he's he's crazy when it comes to training you yeah. know like it, it's crazy i heard stories about i got friends you know we we kind of grew up together and stuff like that so we all kind of got all like the same friends and yeah. i mean i heard that you know he'll before a fight he'll be in a restaurant he'll get on top of the table and start shadow boxing like i'm gonna kill this boy i'm gonna kill him <laughs> and, you know that's just so those Charlo brothers you just can't you 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 just can't overlook them because yeah. like as far as like training wise they're like they're maniacs when they come to this so i think i think it's, it's jamal
1: yeah so they are lions what you're saying they are lions lions only it's true thing
2: basically yeah man <laughs> they, they're crazy when they come to this stuff yeah all
1: right regis i appreciate the time uh i'm excited to see what's next for you whether it's adrian broner or moving up to 147 for for danny garcia uh, i'm a big fan of yours and i think a lot of boxing fans are as well we'll catch up with you again soon thanks for joining us
2: all right brother thank you man have a good one
1: All right, our next guest here on Inside Boxing Live is a guy that I have wanted to get on the show for a while now. He does great work with sporting news, does great work with uh, with WWE and all his affiliations. If there's basically a ring and a fight, Andreas Hale is covering it in some capacity. Welcome to the show, man.
0: Hey, great being here. Thank you for having me. Look, I wanted to be on the show as well. I'm just glad you asked.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's pretty great to, to hear. And uh, the boxing world's buzzing. We're going to talk about boxing, and uh, we just came off the heels of a fight this past weekend between Oscar Valdez and Miguel Burchelt. probably knockout of the year. Adrian Broner stepped into the ring and left a winner. Uh, people were upset about that. We got Canelo Alvarez this weekend. We're starting to get into it. Uh, Vegas is starting to open up a little bit where you're at, but let's start with what's most fresh in our minds. It's it's Adrian Broner, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but um, you know the ratings just came out. They were they were less than stellar. And we know for a fact that, that you know Showtime or whoever has been putting on his fights has been willing to put up with some of the antics because they usually deliver on the other end financially and whether it's through TV ratings. Not really the case anymore. What did you make of Broner's performance? And, and what is Adrian Broner in 2021?
0: Man, look, if you look up, that's where you spot the jig. And, and that's what it's been <laughs> with Adrian Broner for the past few years. Listen, ever since he fought Maidana, he hasn't been the same fighter in terms of he's scared to open up, throws one punch at a time. Since moving up in weight, the weight doesn't, I mean the power doesn't carry. So seeing the guy who fights in modes, which is offense and spurts and mostly covers up defensively, his his claim to fame now is not getting knocked out. And that's what we saw. Once again, the output is low, it's not exciting, it's not fun to watch, it doesn't make for great fights, and people have spotted the jig. It is over for Adrian Broner. As much as he can talk and you know. F. Steve Farhood and this, that, and the third. Look, man, we're, we're tired of the gimmick. We're tired of the stick. You got to either win fights convincingly or get knocked out. One of the two.
1: I couldn't agree anymore. I mean, I've said this. I'm a big proponent of fun, and especially with boxing. If you're fun and, like, the, the YouTube fights, I don't really have that much of a problem with it because it's a separate lane. And if you know what it is, it can be – and you can accept it for what it is. And it's fun, and they have their own good time, and there's good ratings, and it's entertainment. I mean, you're getting somewhat of entertainment from from Broner, but you're not getting the you're not seeing a knockout. You're not seeing a guy go for it. You're seeing a guy who threw 28 punches per round in his last fight with Santiago. So, I mean, we're gonna see what's next for him. Regis Progre is on the show uh, uh, today, and he wants a piece of him. I think a lot of guys in the PBC stable are looking at Broner at this point, knowing that there's probably gonna be a nice you know price tag that goes along with it and a guy that that's ripe for the taking. Let's move on to a legit pound for pound great Canelo Alvarez fights this weekend on the Zone in Miami uh and it's just impressive to see I want to get your thoughts on this where Canelo is right now in terms of at 30 years old at the the height of his powers but also, it seems like he's willing to, to accept fighting in all these different locations, whether it's Texas whether whether it's now in, in Florida. I know he wants to go overseas. Uh, he fought in New York City. What is Canelo Alvarez at, at this point in, in your estimation? I mean, it's
0: a guy who's striving to be a global superstar at this point. I mean, he's willing to fight uh, anybody at any time, it seems like. And, you know, people that are complaining about this fight, it's like, you know, shut up. You're getting to see Canelo again. I mean, how can you complain? I mean, some guys fight just once a year. He's trying to be active and he's promised us already a fight in May. So we're looking at a guy who's trying to break into all markets. My only knock on Canelo, and if you've ever been around Canelo, you know, he understands English very well and he can actually speak it. I'd like to see him try and speak more English because it would help his marketability in the States. The guy has all the tools. He looks the part. He fights the part. He's an amazing star. Let's step it up just a little bit more in marketing. But, I mean, then again, he's getting paid up the wazoo tons of money. He doesn't necessarily <laughs> need more marketing. but. Yeah. An incredible, incredible talent. It's hard to believe he's still only thirty years old.
1: Thirty years old, and you know, we break down the numbers here at CompuBox and I'm going through them all. And it's just so impressive to me to see a guy who's not that big. I mean, he's five foot nine, if that, you know, 168 pounds now. And he's fighting these bigger guys. He's fighting a Kovalev, he's fighting Calm Smith, he's fighting Danny Jacobs, who's a big middleweight, and he's he's and they're fighting his fight. He's bringing them down to his level in terms of of punches per round, around the 40 40 punches per round. He's extremely accurate. But the thing that separates him from some of these low-volume punchers who kind of control the pace and win rounds is that he has the killer instinct still. He still can knock out a guy like Kovalev. So we're seeing a guy, and let me see if you agree with this, we're always looking for the, the Mayweather comparison. Who's the next Mayweather? We thought it was Adrian Broner. It's not. It's Canelo Alvarez. The guy throws... It's just almost the same exact style, but with a little more pizzazz at the end of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the steps he's taken defensively are phenomenal. You look at the the way he moves his upper body, it's incredible. He he has found a way to fight and hit and not get hit. That's the Floyd Mayweather playbook. Except he's got a little bit more power and, you know... If you say what you will, he, he's willing to fight everybody. So I, I look at Canelo Alvarez as that next big superstar. He's been there for a while. Even though he lost to Floyd, that was the passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. We've seen Floyd go on to exhibitions. Canelo's still 30. And there are tons of fights at 68 that we're willing to see. You know, who doesn't want to see him in Caleb Plant fight? Like, who doesn't want to see him in Benavides? Who doesn't want to see him with Charlo? I mean, there's so much opportunity there. That guy is the man right now.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I, and, and I'm glad you brought up the fact that there are some people complaining. Canelo spoke about it himself. Like, if you're complaining about this fight, I don't care. Like, I, I just fought the best guy at 168. And this is a, a stay-busy fight. I'm still going to fight in May. I'm still going to fight in September, maybe even in, in December. And I'm also glad you brought up uh, these fights at 168 that could potentially happen down the road. You could potentially fight B.J. Saunders. Uh, Plant is in the mix. But I've asked all of our guests every time they come on the show... Um, who can give Canelo the best fight in your opinion and why?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I kind of think David Benavidez, if he can keep his weight under control, because the only way to beat Canelo was output. And the two Triple G fights showed us that. If, you, if you're active and you can kind of try to keep Canelo on his back foot, some judges are going to give you rounds. Mm-hmm. Now, Benavides may have some defensive deficiencies, but I think the output and his size could present a problem for Canelo. Caleb Plant is somebody that I see that there could be a lot of staring and looking at each other for a while and <laughs> yeah. posturing positioning. So I'm not necessarily sure it's that. Then you got a guy like Benavidez who, who was brought up recently, and I'd love to see that fight, and I think that would be a hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, when I think of anybody, I think of David Benavidez because that guy has an amazing talent, and we forget how young David Benavidez is. Yeah. He's still got so much room to grow.
1: Yeah, that's so true because I've had Benavidez on, and I, I always say, like, why is it – when people list like the best young fighters under 25, it's like Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, Tiafimo, Shakur, uh, Daniel Dubois, or not so much recently, and they just leave you out. And he says, it's because I won a title at 20 you know, I, I look older than I am. I've been around. I've lost my belt. I've won it back. But he's a guy that throws a ton of punches. He's one of the most active guys at 168. Close to like 70 punches around. He's like a machine. He's just got to keep his weight down, and, and I think he will. He's got a kid now. He's got a young young boy. That changes your your life. And that I think that that when he missed weight over in in August, I think that was a real wake up call, losing his belt. And he's got to work his way back yet again. So I love that fight. I love to see Benavides with Canelo and. We're seeing so much criticism of Kanova, who he's going to fight next. And it's like, oh, he's going to fight BJ Saunders. That's an easy win. But they don't realize he's 30 years old and there is another year after this and there's another year after that. There are so many names out there. Uh, It's just interesting. I think we need to just sit back and kind of like realize that we're watching like a great, an all-time great uh, before our eyes and just in the the middle of his his prime. All right, Andreas, I want to ask you and give you the floor here to talk about something that I think is awesome that you guys are doing. You, you teamed up with, with Biggie from the WWE. It's called Our Heroes Rock. It's a 3D animated family series that explores the heroes of black history through hip hop and science fiction. I think it's a great idea. Tell us a little more about it.
0: Yeah, so if anybody watches pro-wrestling, uh, the pro-wrestler WWE is a really good friend of mine. And about right after George Floyd Floyd's uh, passing, he started wearing ring attire that celebrated civil rights activists and people in Black history. Uh, we had a conversation with Johnny Davenport, who did the, ring, the design, and we was like, this is something that's a lot bigger here, because Black history is American history. And I think for a lot of us as kids, we didn't learn about some of our Black heroes until we got much older in the college, you know, late stages of high school. We had to actively seek it ourselves. We should be doing this at a younger stage. So we came up with the idea to do an animated series that blends science fiction. We have like a hall of heroes. Uh, think of Tony Stark's museum with a uh, black civil rights activist, And then we have, uh, you know, some hip hop elements. Uh, one of my friends is Rhapsody. She's a Grammy nominated hip hop artist. So she'll be voicing Ruby Bridges. Uh, that's the pilot episode we're doing. So we launched the Kickstarter just a couple of days ago. Uh, in 48 hours, we've already reached half our goal, which is 75,000. So we are at 30, about 38,000 right now. Getting immense support and it's just something that we've really wanted to do for Christ some time and people have asked why we call it our heroes rock We didn't want to just specify that it's black history because we want to spotlight women We want to spotlight other minorities groups because everybody has a hero at some point in time to change the game for them so we want this animated series to spotlight all of them, LGBTQ community. Everybody needs to get involved because American history is our history.
1: That's amazing, man. You guys are doing great stuff. I love the pilot. Where can people, uh, what's the the Kickstarter? Where can people donate? You can go to ourheroes.org,
0: and it'll redirect you directly to the Kickstarter page. And we got tons of great rewards. We have meet and greets. We have autographed Mondo posters. If anybody knows Mondo makes phenomenal posters. Enamel pins. We got the opportunity to... Uh, be a cast member. So we got some really great rewards. So it's ourheroes.org for all the information that you need, and we hope that you support us.
1: That's awesome. I'll be donating. I hope everyone that's watching and listening does the same. It's very important work you're doing. Keep up the good work, man. I'm really happy to have you on, and I want to have you on again in, in the future. Enjoy the fights this weekend. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, have to catch up again soon. Appreciate the time.
0: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Special thanks to Regis Progray and Andreas Hale. I'm not going to have Andreas Hale on the show a little more. That guy brings it. Love it, what he's doing, uh, especially with Our Heroes Rock. Go check it out. Go donate to a very good cause. Big fights this weekend. Obviously, Canelo Alvarez and Anva Yildirim. Julio Cesar Martinez and McWilliams Arroyo, I think, will steal the show. Keyshawn Davis. One of the best U.S. prospects since Andre Ward and Shakur Stevenson. The guy was going to medal at the Olympics. He is going pro. He's fighting on the undercard of Canelo's fight this weekend. Worth tuning into. Anthony Durrell. Potentially fight Caleb Plant next. He's fighting over on Fox. And then over in New Zealand. Another fight worth tuning into. Maybe if you can stay up late on Saturday night. Joseph Parker and Junior Fa from New Zealand. A heavyweight matchup. Uh, These guys have a a history. Uh, They fought a bunch in the amateurs. But the reason you want to tune in is because there's going to be a full packed arena for this not just uh you know 20,000 not just you know 5,000 10,000 huge fight over in heavyweights and then also next weekend we're gonna be on the road I'm actually gonna leave New York City for the first time in a year I'll be ringside covering Clarissa Shields pay-per-view I'll be working alongside Holly Holm, Justin Shackle, Ray Flores, Claudia Trejos, Clarissa Shields pay-per-view Super women on International Women's Day order it buy it we'll be back next week with another edition of Inside Boxing Live. The boxing world is buzzing right now. We're we'll getting into all of it. Canelo this weekend. So many good fights in March. Glitcher Shields fighting. We got it all covered here on Inside Boxing Live. We'll see you next week for another edition.